Used to be KC in the Sunshine Band. Now it's KC in the High Court case. Things are changing on account of our changing monarch. And Sean Fuster, in fact, his workplace has made it as much as just about anyone else's in Australia. I think there's a whole suite of changes to terminology. He's in the studio with us now. Sean, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Yeah, look, changed world. I walked into court first thing Friday morning last week, 9am, first case of the day in the district court. And you're used to you know, hearing the Queen versus Penbethy mm. or Queen versus Goodings as the kickoff to the thing. Mm. You know, the judge walks in, they say that, everybody sits down, the accused walks in, all the usual. First thing the associate says at 9.01am on Friday, calling the matter of King versus whomever. And I'm like, wow, we are living in a different world. It's, it's weird how we get accustomed to things in a way that doesn't really make sense. Because to me, to hear King in this or King's Council, I suddenly feel like I'm in 1512. Yeah. Well, it's no more or less modern than saying Queen, but we're just used to it for the last 70 years. Well, this is why uh, Chief Justice Chris Caracas wanted to change the entire system to SC when he did and mm. make it senior counsel. The problem with that change is that outside of South Australia, there's two designations. There was always Queen's Council, which was an appointed position of honour, and then there were people who didn't get Queen's Council who referred to themselves as senior counsel. So the name was the problem. It wasn't the idea of getting away from. So SC meant you were like a you're one of the runners up. Well, not so much a runner outside up outside of SA. It was here SCs and QCs were well now KCs interchangeable, aren't they? It's you like, can choose. Well, it's like naming yourself senior forklift driver or senior reporter or something when you don't have another designation to your name. Mm. You know, it's just you know I've been doing this for a long time. I want to show my longevity. So great idea by the Chief Justice, but at the same time, it didn't. It meant that Adelaide-born, Adelaide-based lawyers who went into state weren't able to compete on the same level because they were just being looked at as, oh, you're just an SC. No, 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 that, that means I'm a Queen's Council. I've just chosen to... No. So it all mucked up. I once worked in a political office where everyone was known as the senior media advisor. Oh, I, as, you, as you were saying that, Sean, I'm going to say, when you edit a newspaper, set aside a good 90 minutes a week to talk to reporters who come in and say, oh, I'm just wondering if uh, I could now be known as senior health reporter. <laughs> Like, mate, I'm less worried about what you're writing on your business card, more about what you're writing for the damn newspaper. Well, ac- according, to, according to the internal system, my title, Chief Court Reporter, is actually a grandfathered title. So, there you go. Apparently, I'm a grandfather now. <laughs> I'm fine with it, but, yeah, so... In, in terms of... Because often, you know, when you read a, a court transcript that says, R versus someone... Mm. Um, it will still say that. Of course it will. Instead of... Because... It, me- it means Regina at the... Well, meant Regina until last Friday. Now it means Rex. Now it means Rex. Otherwise, so you shouldn't just criminal region. cases? So, if you read, say, the judgment in the Snowtown case... Yeah. Would it say R.V. Bunting? Yeah, R.V. Bunting and Wagner. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. A- anything that we've talked about on this show, on Just Lawful, on anything, you know, it's R versus whomever. Because the criminal law derives from the parliament, which is constituted under our head of state being the king or queen. That's right, exactly. Mm. So your civil matters wouldn't. Your civil matters would be state government of South Australia versus whomever because that's a civil litigation. But when it comes to the criminal, yeah, that's what happens. And, you know, some people still refer to the DPP, the Director of Public Prosecutions, as the Crown. Mm. That's a very old-fashioned way of, of thinking about it. You know, they are the prosecution, they are the Crown, or they are my most learned friend. If you really want to shine them off, that's well. There's a crown solicitor as well. There's always a crown solicitor. That's right. And that state, well, so, yeah, that's who's the government's a, lawyer. That's right. The, the crown's mm. actually important in, in a symbolic sense at the moment. Uh, I mean, li- literally a symbolic sense with 
the actual crown that Queen Elizabeth wore, wore being on so many emblems and things like police uniforms. They're talking about if Prince, if, if King Charles chooses a different crown, a lot of the emblems that we use on uniforms and around different places will become obsolete and need to be changed because they just won't reflect the crown any longer. Is, is there examples like that in the court? There are 20 courtrooms in the district court building, each of which has a crown and a coat of arms at the back of the room to which you bow when you walk in. There are <laughs> and that'd 25 be Tim, Tim McCarves, wouldn't they? That's right. They're, they're, well, no, most of them are actually um, cross-stitched. Yeah, right. Yeah, tapestry-type look. Okay. Then you've got the solid carved ones in the magistrate's court, and there's 25 of them at least, 25 (laughs) courts. And you've got the Elizabeth courts, the Christie's Beach courts. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide courts. You've got all the circuit courts. You've got the courts of the crowns, sorry, that are moulded into things in terms of the moulding. So there's a question, and it is just a question at the moment, as to whether the courts administration (laughs) authority has to swap all that around. Are the old ones in storage somewhere, and they're just going to swap them (laughs) over? Because so of course, there's some lady called Ethel somewhere who the court's administration authority is going to ring saying... Stitching hey, like mad right now. <laughs> we, need, uh, we need about 120 new crowns by uh, Friday. Girls, <laughs> it's happened. We're ready. We've been preparing go, for this moment. Go like the wind. We've been drilling. <laughs> he, oh, well. The king could do us all a big favour. And far beat for us to tell his highness how to do his business. But just keep the same crown that your mother wore. Mm. That'll make life really easy for everyone. You know, these are well, these are all steer times. Just- well, if it's a pared-down monarchy that he's proposing, mm. it would make sense, would it not? Yeah. Oh, I, I think so. It will, it will also be interesting to see what pressure there is. Let's say the king does change the crown. Does that automatically, and I don't know the answer to this, does that automatically mean that the courts are obliged to change over the crown or are they allowed to say, you know, our budget is limited as it is, we're not going to spend some of our budget on swapping over the tapestry? This is a crown, if it's not the crown, you know. We're we're still genuflecting, we still mean Mm. it, but yeah, I mean, people are going to have to change business cards if they choose to. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Do you change your business card? It's not like we're going to have a queen again anytime soon. Mm. You know, the line of succession now means that we are king for king for a while. So, it's a change that if you make is going to stick around. Who I feel sorry for is the group of QCs that were appointed just days before Her Majesty passed away. Literally, they were appointed on the Monday. Yep, exactly. You find out you're a Queen's Council, you get it all going. It's like, ah, geez, that's just changed on a dime, hasn't it? Or on a 10-cent piece, as it were. I reckon they can afford to get some new business cards printed. (laughs) Hey, um, What do they charge per minute these days? (laughs) Yeah. Billable units, isn't that what they call them? No comment. They'll they'll get by. (laughs) They'll get by. That's right. Some of these people don't know where the next cognac's coming from. (laughs) (laughs) To get serious for a moment, Sean, um, you guys are tackling something that'll be another first on, uh, on Just Lawful this weekend. Yeah, one of the cases in South Australian history that we feel hasn't had enough intention, enough insight... And that's the murder of Pirio Kempinen, a retired nurse who lived at Callington. And if anybody's skin's crawling out there right now, yes, it is the one you're thinking of, where a lady living alone was murdered, allegedly, by two 14-year-old boys. That's such a shocking story. So this is an outgrowth of everything we've been talking about on the show in the last few weeks about youth sentencing. And everything that we have presented to you about youth sentencing is going to be challenged by this case. We're talking plea bargains, we're talking negotiations, we're talking last-minute changes, we're talking all sorts of backroom skullduggery, and then one of the most disturbing killers I've ever seen in my life, and he wasn't even old enough to vote. Hmm. Not even close. Not even close. Extraordinary. Sean, great to have you in. Terrific explanation as always, but this time more about, you know, what's on the walls and what's being said in the courts than necessarily what's... uh What's going into the judgment? So Hail to you. the king, baby, as they say. <laughs> Hail to the king. <laughs> On you, Sean. Look forward to your new KC in the Sunshine Band era that's coming up.
David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.